Hey everybody, welcome. Steve Wollenhouse here, your host on Anatomy of Success. Eight ways kindness has proven to be good for us. That's our topic this week. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm Steve Woolenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success, discovering us for the first time. Glad you did. Hope you stick around. Rate, review the podcast if you've been here before, and please subscribe so we can let you know when upcoming episodes become available. Also, stop by weatherology.com, and you'll find me under the About Us section. You'll find links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram at the top of that page, and be sure to grab the Weatherology mobile app. It's free. And it has international weather, including radar, future forecasting tools like snow, rain. And we've got some great uh, hurricane and tropical storm features internationally coming on board this summer into the fall for hurricane season and, of course, typhoon season as well. Now, random acts of kindness boost emotional resilience, boost our immune system, and reduce the effects of anxiety and depression. A simple smile, laughter, a meaningful conversation create the affirmation of human connection. Our brain has a negativity bias which promotes fear and caution. Our human proclivity is to be guarded and accentuate those feelings of scarcity. COVID-19 lockdowns, perfect illustration of exacerbating this human tendency. And the evidence of its negative effects are very prevalent. Depression is up, suicide up, domestic abuse up. And of course, there's a great debate brewing about the real value of wearing masks or not wearing masks. And you can debate that among yourselves. I don't get into the political narratives, but I'll tell you this much. We need to question everything we see and experience carefully. Exercise common sense, use our intuition critically and rationally think things through and discover the evidence, the science that supports choices that are made. One thing we do know for sure, kindness pays, and we need more of that to help obviate the effects of these divisive debates that are taking place that cause people to take a firm position at the expense of being kind and compassionate. When we feel scared, when we feel threatened, offering love and kindness to other people is counterintuitive, but it's something we need to do if we're ever going to break through this massive divide that's taking place across much of the world and especially in America. However, practicing kindness is precisely what we have to do. It's one of our only recourses to nullify the negative effects of this propensity of moving in a direction of us versus them. So here are eight ways we can learn to be more kind and take command of our health in the process. According to Jackie Chan, sometimes it takes only one act of kindness and caring to change a person's life. Number one, adjust. You know, stress creates strong defenses that inhibit our desire to be kind. Once we drift in the direction of negative feelings, we reach for distractions to obviate the effects of anxiety. Smartphones are often the weapon of choice. And just imagine, we're feeling this negativity consume us now. We grab our phone, we're on social media. What do you think happens? We spew our vitriol of hatred. Identifying these automatic tendencies is the first step toward correcting their influence. Can you imagine how much better things would be if people stopped before they spewed their vitriol of hatred and just thought about the consequences and resisted? Once we recognize that pattern, we can start to implement acts of kindness that reduce our focus on the negative. 
Next, it's all about the heart. This may seem ludicrous, but put your hand on your heart. The minute you start feeling overwhelmed with stress, try it. Researchers at the University of Texas discovered this easy technique helps promote feelings of empathy and compassion. We notice the tone of our voice. The demeanor starts to change as our nervous system responds to human touch. So we start to regulate that. We get in touch with ourselves. It's forcing us to think before we speak. Number three, focus. When life seems to be spiraling out of control, standing back to assess our blessings can help immensely and put things back into perspective. Feelings are very powerful. Feelings of gratitude are proven to redirect our focus on what we have and resist the temptation to focus on feelings of scarcity. Living in a world of abundance reduces our propensity to embrace that scarcity mentality that causes people to drift off course. We have to focus and get back on course so that we live in a world of abundance. Next, opportunities. Our culture celebrates accomplishments, and many of us have become addicted to being busy in the process. As a result, we have glorified lists, schedules, calendars at the expense of being present. Checking things off our list creates a sense of accomplishment, I get it, but leaves very little room for slowing down and savoring all the precious moments we have to be present each and every day. Taking time to truly listen is a great way to move in a better direction. Putting our phones down to engage in meaningful conversation or looking our kids straight in the eye carefully, hearing what they have to say goes a long way towards separating obligations or perceived obligations from opportunities to live. Princess Diana said this, carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward, safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same thing for you. Next, repeat. It's imperative to give with a heart of sincerity. A lot of people do manipulative, coercive things. You see this so much on social media now. Let's capture us doing something nice for a homeless person. A lot of it staged, folks. People that are desperately looking to go viral, sadly enough, manufacture these acts of kindness, capture it on film, and then put it out there so everybody thinks they're a hero. We need to do this anonymously and generously if we really truly care about being kind. I see countless videos circulating, and you know what I'm talking about, demonstrating exactly the opposite. It's engineered to appear charitable and to get likes and vanity mix. That's not giving. That's taking advantage of a situation and promoting a personal agenda. That's not respectful in my opinion. When we offer our time and resources to someone being motivated by pity or personal gain, that's not the point of being kind. We have to truly connect with people. We help by respecting their personal situation. Being kind and compassionate allows each part of that process and each party involved in that process to extract the genuine benefits of being assiduous. Next, mindfulness. We live in a world that worships materialism. Let's face it, this preoccupation with wealth taps into our natural inclination to guard what we have. And that can create feelings of selfishness, self-preservation. Understanding that having more often leads to guarding what we have profusely and refusing to ask for help, that creates this vacuum that discourages being kind, being supportive, being generous. 
Being mindful of that scarcity trap will help us break down those destructive tendencies and start to embrace a better mindset consistent with being kind and generous. Next, family and friends. We can start by practicing at home. Many of us offer the world our best and then give our family and our lovers all the leftovers. I see it all the time. Part of the reason so many relationships fail. Once we appreciate acts of kindness don't need to be enormous public performances or displays of generosity, we begin to focus on the little things that make family and friends feel appreciated. How are we treating the people closest to us is a question I'll pose to you today in a challenge I offer you. It's very important to exercise that ability to impact the people we love the most as often as we can and spend time and energy cultivating those strong relationships in our family and friendship circles. And it's a great place to practice being kind. And finally, we have to practice sincerity. Being kind isn't always easy, and we are going to be tested in our efforts to display kindness. Trust me, many of you know that already. Indignant drivers and irritable sales clerks are going to challenge our resolve. People at work are going to push us to the limits. Treating kindness like a playful activity is a nice way to frame it, which requires rewiring our brain so that we can alleviate the need to treat kindness like an achievement. Kindness isn't something we scratch off the list. It's an attitude that we have to embrace each and every day. Human kindness has never weakened the stamina or softened the fiber of free people. A nation does not have to be cruel to be tough. Franklin Delano Roosevelt said that. So glad you joined us this week. This topic of kindness, we need to spread the word. Hope you do. This is Steve Wollenhaus, and this is Anatomy of Success, and I'm glad you joined us this week. Come back next week. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. Optimistic.